So I'm in the sixth grade, if I remember correctly, and my favorite movie to rent at that time was uh, Rocky IV. On the weekends, you know, we'd rent a video game and movies, and uh, I remember renting Rocky IV over and over, and it had a favorite line from that movie. And it actually wasn't a Rocky line. The Russian Drago uh, gets up at one point, and I forget exactly how to say it. I'm not going to try, but he's like, Yatabya, Yatabya. I have to go back and watch it to get it down correctly. But it's this moment where he's got all this pressure and he finally just comes out and does it. He sets himself free. He says, I fight to win. I fight to win for me, for me. So the Russian politicians now are disapproving because you're not doing it for great mother Russia. And we all have this step to take, this step where we go, you know what? I'm going to be free. Uh, I see people all the time that uh, have built who they are around what their community thinks of them. They're living for somebody else's approval. They've got tons to prove and hide. And this is the foundational you know, piece of what it means to become an empowered human being is that you start to say, this is my story and I want to live my story. And I don't want to live with anything to prove or hide. I fight to win for me, for me. Um, I kind of think about it this way. You're on the airplane, and you've heard this analogy before, but we're going to apply it today when they say, hey, if you've got a child with you, you put your oxygen mask on before you put theirs on. You've got to take care of yourself so you can care for them. And a lot of people haven't taken that courageous step, right? Why? Because there's pressure. There's always going to be pressure around you to constantly you know, live for what others think. And if you will make this great escape and take this step, this journey to say, hey, you know what? People are going to falsely judge and misunderstand me. Uh, They're going to think that I'm um, just about what I want. They're going to misjudge your rugged individualism and think you don't care about the community anymore. Forget them, okay? When you reach this point that you set yourself free, and you can go back to the first 12 episodes of this podcast, way back to February uh, 2015, you know, 90-something episodes ago now. Go back through those 12. That, that's the course. That's the pathway. That's how you do it. But once you do that, it's not that when you're like, I fight to win for me, you don't care about community anymore. You actually calm down. You relax. So when you walk into that team meeting or when you're building your family or you're building that community, it's not anymore about what you need. You're not living to get. You're living to give. So go back and listen to those because once you do, here's what's going to happen. And this is what I want to talk to you about today. You calm down within yourself. You start to relax and chill and notice things that need to be noticed in the community around you, the team. Uh, You escape first. You put your oxygen mask on. Now you can set others free. You can put their mask on. See, the more you know who you are, the more you can help others. The more you pay attention to what's happening on the side of you, the more you can pay attention to what's happening to others. You get that stuff calmed down and quieted, then you can really think about making an impact. And I want you to just get really two pieces of something that you're going to notice when you calm down. Two pieces you're going to pay attention to when you're building a team. Uh, One of these I've covered a little bit before, but I want to remind you of it, and the other one will be new to some of you. Number one. When, when you're internally not on fire and scared and afraid, but secure and calm and laser focused, when you go into communi- community spaces, team building, family, whatever, number one, you get to pay attention to the phase they are in and adjust your leadership 
to what is needed. So when you pay attention to the phase that they're in, and I talked to you about this before, like the four phases of a team, forming, storming, norming, performing, um, you can go look on Wikipedia and search that. You get to say, okay, where are they at and what do they need? Now, let me say a quick word here about like mental frameworks or models. Mental frameworks and models help you reduce complexity, right? It's not about that this model is so perfect that it fixes everything. And I'm not saying that with this example of the four phases of a team. But what I am saying is if you have these four phases of a team in your mind, that a majority of the time when you step into a team environment, you can be like, oh, I see where this team is at right now, and I'm betting that they're in the storming phase, and so I need to bring the appropriate level of leadership that's going to comfort them right now. I need to bring a lot of comfort, and I need to bring direction because it's going to get crazy up in here. Or what if when I'm in a space that I step into a team that they've been performing for a while, and then I start leading them like they're in the beginning phases just because I'm starting new with them. I'm going to jerk them back to the forming phase, and it's going to create all kinds of unnecessary chaos and crisis. So get secure and then pay attention to what's needed. Now, not only are you paying attention to the phase the team is in, I want you to learn to pay attention, and this is going to build out of those four phases, pay attention to the meta role your community or your team needs. Here's what I mean. Uh, One of the ideas that I help people with when they're getting secure in who they are, they learn that they don't have to be rigidly attached to one way of being. How many times have you talked or interacted with people that uh, you try to challenge them to help them grow with a point that other people are brushing up against and they bristle and they go, well, they're just going to have to deal with it because that's who I am, right? I've heard a lot of older leaders say that and they've learned these patterns where they've basically found a way of leading and relating and being and now they're rigidly stuck in that. Basically, what they're saying is this. I'm insecure in who I am, in my identity, so I can't move in and out of different roles as is needed. I can't adjust to where people are. They just need to adjust to me. Now, last week I told you about what it means to change a system to help people, to fix their pain so that you don't cause burnout. But this is a deeper way of saying that you'll change a system, you'll fix their pain, And you'll even be willing to pay the price for the change that needs to happen. It may not be super comfortable to you. It may not be something that is coming naturally to you or easy to you. But you'll make that change. Let me just flesh this out really deep for you and really simple and clear also. Three meta roles that I want you to understand that you can learn to tap into at any time. First is the sage. The sage is the advisor. You tell stories, you invite interest, you don't lecture, you introspect deeply, you give to others from the wisdom you've gained. That's the sage. The empath, the comforter. Your internal security means you're externally attuned. You look for what needs to be comforted around you and you do it. You speak hope. The leader, the director, you make the call, but you do it with an eye to empowering others. You ask them to make the calls and then you sacrifice to make the vision a reality. So three roles, sage, think maybe Yoda or uh, Hogwarts leader. How can I not remember his name? I am a sucky Harry Potter fan right now. Dumbledore, what the heck is my problem? Uh, an empath, somebody who's very present and can speak to the moment, and then a leader and gets it done, moves it forward. Now, you're typically strong in one 
and your weekend one. And you're going to get the most impact from turning up the one that is the weakest. The way that I've used this uh, as an analogy to explain to people, maybe think about it if this helps you like your live mixing your life. If you ever ever have seen anybody mix sound before and they're turning up and fading and turning down different parts of the mix, you're live mixing your life. When you step into a space, when you go home, when you step into the team meeting, are you ready to live mix? Or are you rigidly saying, no, this is just who I am? See, I may step into a space in a meeting later today where I need to bring like a lot of empathy, a lot of comfort, and then I'm going to sprinkle in some leadership. Uh, maybe I'm going to go home and now as my kids are older into near teenage space, it's not so much about me just being empathic or even just leading and giving the direction, but being sage-like when I hear them struggling with something, not trying to lecture, but telling them a story from where I struggle with something, and then patting them on the shoulder and going, hey, I know you'll figure it out, creating some interest, right? The sage, wanting them to be hungry to hear what has to be said. So these three roles, sage, leader, empath, and I talk a little bit about them in the Figure That Shift Out book. Um, it's this thing that you're empowered to not rigidly be attached to just one way of relating, that this is not your identity, you can learn to move in and out of all of these three roles as you need to. And that's what makes people that we would be connected to that we go, man, that person just fills the room with their presence and, and they're energetic or they're magnanimous and, and they know how to meet the room or the people where they are. That's a person who knows how to move in and out of all three of these. And then there's the a lot of people that I've worked with maybe aren't comfortable with being very expressive with one of these because it feels awkward. You know, if they've not been very empathic, it, it feels awkward just to be like, I'm sorry, and not to try to fix it. And then it feels even more awkward to be like, I'm sorry, that sounds like it really hurt. I would hate to go through something like that, right? So you see you're, you're turning up the expressiveness of that role. And so what I do with people when they aren't comfortable moving in and out of these roles, we've got to get them secure in their identity. Then we need to get them comfortable with expressing. So just try them. As weird as it seems, it's almost like an athletic thing where they do exaggerated moves to develop muscles, do exaggerated moves in the mirror, Take these three roles and practice different phrases around them. Be the empath. Be the leader. Be the sage. Say the things that you're afraid to say that feel awkward so that in the moment when you're doing it with people, ah, feels much more chill. You relax your way into this. See, I'm learning to bring all three of these into different moments in my day. Now, you can't wait until the people around you need you to grow and gain this wisdom. Prepare now. Every day you build others, every day you move community forward, every day you pay attention and give, and you can stand out from the robots, the mindlessness that happens around us the rest of your life. If you don't wait for this to happen, be proactive now. You don't have to wait until uh, some complex situation you face is overwhelming you. See, sporadic leadership will always stay stuck in the cul-de-sac of almost seeing their dreams become a reality almost isn't enough for me. So I want to pay attention. I want to pay attention to the phase the team is in, and I want to pay attention to the role that I need to bring. Maybe I've been very comforting to the team, but I need to be the leader, and I need to 
surface some hidden systems and let go of some things and delegate and ask, who wants more responsibility? It's crazy, it's crazy to me how people suffocate and they never ask that question. Um, I need to start looking at my time differently. Uh, maybe I need to be the empath and slow down, figure out where they are, bring some comfort, some precision with my wording to say, I see you, I hear you, I feel you. Maybe I need to be the sage and chill out and tell a story in such a way that it invites interest. And I need to wait for the battle to move to my strengths and I make those sharp, quick movements that make the biggest difference. Wherever you are, whatever's going on, when you can move in and out of these three roles and say to people, I'll comfort your fear, you know, the empath, the leader, I will lead you out, the sage, I will take you home. You are providing a holistic leadership that many people will never experience in their lives. But yet this is possible and it happens all the time. So I hope you get there. Calm down within yourself. Put your oxygen mask on. Then you help others do the same. Thanks for being here. Hit me up if you've got questions on this. Peace.